up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. And uh, since you're all here and engaged in this sort of inquiry and listening to this sort of lecture, I assume that you're all on the process of waking up. She was way too far from me, but of course I did approach. I thought I'd break the ice a bit with maybe two or three notes. She was way too far from me, so I tried to grow wings. Small laughs and big compliments will maybe stretch out some things. Yo, welcome to another episode of So You Wanna Be an Artist, the only podcast that's for the artists, by the artists, each and every goddamn week. My guest this week, I'm very honoured to have him on the guest finally after a few weeks of chasing and after a few uh, a couple people on Twitter asked me to secure him and lock him down. So I finally got the man in front of me with a microphone in his hand and his mind ready to be to be probed. It's Jesse Boykins the third. <laughs> you funny, bro. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing cool, man. Doing cool. Good, I'm good. Thank you for finally for finally getting in front of me. Nah, it's all good, man. You, <laughs> you made it seem like it was a search, man. I'm, I'm in the same place. <laughs> I'm going been nowhere. Here, been here. Well, we got it now. Yeah. The first question that I ask everyone that comes through the podcast, and this is it, this will determine where we go mm-hmm. for the rest of the conversation. First question: What is art? Um. When I think about my relationship with art and I think about my development as a human being, um, they kind of go hand in hand as far as uh, perspective and as far as the concept of learning in a way where you actually, you stay interested in it. So I feel like the word art is the way you take in something that you've seen and give it back. Like that's the, the main thing that I think about is the transfer of energy um, and how you decide on what kind of energy you want to give back once you've experienced something, you know, and that's the, the act of creating art or the act of expression. I don't, when I like, it's funny because I think about my childhood connections and like my memories as a child, and I always remember some sort of creativity being involved, whether it was I was acting like I was someone else, or whether it was like I was drawing in the sand at the beach. Like a lot of memories are connected to these things that are sensory based, but are very stimulated by the concept of art for me. Experience. Yeah. So, what were your first kind of memories of creating i feel like not now looking back i could say oh that's that was a creative moment you know but i didn't think of it like that before um as a child it was more so concept of adventure for me like i like to be presented with a challenge and try to overcome that challenge you know and i and i found the, the art in that you know so i would do things like I don't know. I lived in Jamaica, so we lived on like this hillside, and I would like get a rope, and I was like five years old climbing down the side of this this hill. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I would I would do weird things that I would challenge myself, but I would find 
like coming out of it, like if you survive it, then you you become something stronger, mm. you know. And and that's the act of vulnerability. I feel is a, a strength. You know what I mean? It's like you give yourself to something, and then when you come out of it in realization, you've become better out of that. And that's what I feel like art is. You know what I mean? As far as art expression goes. So, yeah. When you moved from what age, what age were you when you moved from Jamaica to America? Seven. Seven. What was yeah. that culture change like for you? It was really bad um, because you know in Jamaica we grew up under the the um, British uh, educational Common system and everything, yeah. so it's completely different. You know, like even down to like spelling words. Like I remember in third grade, I would always get in trouble with my spelling because you know you spell uh, the word col- color C O L O R in, in in America in America yeah. and in Jamaica so and exactly in theater instead of E R it's R E. Oh really? Yeah. So if at the so end of exactly. That. So it's like all these things that I had to like figure out, you know, while I was still going through a culture shock as far as like my accent and not talking like how everyone else talked from where I was, you know, living at the time and just feeling kind of like an alien of sense, you know, it's like if you say something someone laughs at you not because of what you said but how you said it. Mm. You know, and just having to understand that that's just, like, how people are, you know? Like, it's either they're entertained by it or they're frightened by it. And then after that, they figure out where you fit in, you know, as far as their energy goes. So it was a lot of that, you know? And then I just ended up playing a lot of sports. And, yeah, I just played a lot of sports. And I remember just going to practice all the time and then music. So it was just those two things that kind of kept me leveled out and kind of helped it be easier for people to allow me into their lives, even though I was so different from them, you know, coming from Jamaica or whatever, and being around people that weren't Jamaican, you know. So it's like activity most times or activeness with a group of people, you know, that are not like you. Most times you learn things about them that you've never learned, just like traveling with somebody you've never traveled with before. You know, it's the same concept. So I appreciate the fact, like, the concept of activity you know camaraderie you know challenges like i said yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of my friends who are from jamaica their their ultimate goal is to stack enough money and head back to home head back to the motherland go back to yard as they would say is that is that a plan for you um when i fantasize about you know when I'm inducted into the Illuminati and you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean and everything comes comes when it needs to come and I don't even have to like think about it. What I when I fantasize about that lifestyle, I don't I don't know. I don't see a I don't see a specific one place. I see everywhere. Mm. Just to be able to be everywhere. I, I, that that's a lot more appealing to me than the concept of just going one place to just experience the same thing over and over again and just be comfortable. Yeah. You know, comfort is not necessarily my thing, as you can see. I don't like comfort. Yeah. This I, is a very minimal I apartment. Am, this am, just looks like my place back in London. Yes, I'm minimal. Nothing apart exactly. from stuff that makes sounds and stuff that lets you see visuals. That's the only shit I have. Pretty much. And somewhere to lie down. Pretty much, you yeah. know? And so that's a lifestyle I I, I want to sustain, you know what I mean? Because it... it it helps me stay focused. And it also helps me want to search, mm. you know, want to learn things. 
Because if you're in a comfortable setting, it's, it's really going to be harder for you to listen to what somebody has to say if you're just so relaxed. You know what I mean? Like, you, need, you think you've got yeah, to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I want to go to Jamaica and I definitely would love to spend time there, but it wouldn't be the only place. You know, I want to go to Brazil and. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And Bali. And well, Brazil's <laughs> crazy at the moment. It's very crazy, but everywhere, True, everywhere, everywhere is crazy. crazy. You know, it just you know it depends on the energy you bring when you're going somewhere and the people that you decide to settle down with in the area you are. You know what I mean? It's just like what energy are you taking with you everywhere you go? Um, I'm pretty open, you know, for the most part. I do, I do acknowledge. If I feel negativity, that's, I can't, I'm not like passive aggressive in any sense. Like I, I pretty much say what's going on in the moment if I feel it. So, I mean, you know, a lot of, some cultures are, aren't agreeable with that, but you'd be surprised. Most cultures are actually down for that. They actually want bluntness and confrontation. Yeah. And I think there's only a couple of cultures that yeah, really don't want any yeah, confrontation to, and exactly, they want everything yeah, to be peaceful. Yeah, and, and it's like, that's fake peace. That's not, that's yeah, not real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's convenient peace. Exactly. Cause I always look at things from an, you know, first and foremost, we're animals. You know what I mean. So I always look at things from a from a nature point of view. In in all, if you think about social structures in like ant farms, you know what I mean. Like there's all these things that show us that oh wow, we're not the only ones that live this lifestyle. You know, it's just we're human beings and we we communicate a different way from everyone. So we think we're the, you know, we're the superior, and mm. we're not, that's not necessarily true to me. You know, because you put me in my in a in a in a cage with a lion and with my bare hands and a lion, got, I'm not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No, I'm not going to win, you know. So, yeah. You take that that air of confrontation or lack of passive aggression into your art as well. Almost definitely. Um, more more so now than ever. I, I did it before, but I didn't ever release that music. It was just for me. Mm. Um, as kind of like a cathartic mm -hmm, exercise mm -hmm, just to mm -hmm. get it out. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. You know, because... Like I said, I'm very memory based, you know. So and like art helps me remember certain errors and points in time in my life where I dramatically changed or something in my life changed and caused me to have to adapt. So I always document, you know, musically or anything that I can do creatively to remember a time in my life, you know. So yeah, there's plenty of music that I've written and songs I've written that no one's heard that are just for me, you know, that I just had to get off my chest, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that it's important for an artist to to tackle things that kind of make them angry or like things they see in the world? Like there's a lot of shit that's going on right now. It's 12 hours ago yeah. all around America. Yeah. Do you think that it's an artist's responsibility to tackle those issues? I mean, I think it's a person's responsibility to acknowledge negativity, you know? At least acknowledge it, you know? The, the the problem I feel with a lot of people in this day and age as far as society goes and, you know, the concept of social media and all these things is that we are desensitized all the while not doing enough research on something. So we are very gullible. And in being gullible, you either, I mean, you're lied to, you're, you know, and you don't, if you don't question anything, then you don't question anything in your regular life either. You know, you just think everything that comes is what it is and that's it. Mm -hmm. So if you look at media like that, you don't question media. If somebody comes to you and asks you a question and is and is derogatory towards you or whatever the case may be, you just, and that's what it is. But you're not like, why are you like that? What were your parents like? What school did you go to? 
that's not how we do things where I'm from. This is how we do things from where I'm from. Like, there's no concept of, like, true sharing, you know? Like, there's this false sense of positivity that's, like, pushed around everywhere and this false sense of peace. And then you see that it's not the truth when something like this happens. But When it's, you walk out of your door. Exactly. But it's been happening. So it's like, which world are you going to choose to be in? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you kind of have to pick one soon, you know? So I choose real life. I'm going to always choose real life. You know what I mean? Like, I understand the concept and, and the blessings that the internet has brought me and the people that I've met through it and, and the places I've been able to see because of the internet. I'm very appreciative and the things that I've learned. But I also understand the things that I've learned from real life, too. And and the experiences that I've seen hand, like man to man and things that I've confronted my world with that made me a stronger person, you know? Or, or my perspective shifted and it helped my mind to be healthier. You know, so there's all these things that come into, like, real life experience like being an animal like going outside and having to go and hunt for your food you know what i mean so it's like if you live like that and you're able to balance out the two then you know confrontation is just you basically expressing yourself and someone taking it personal you know which is going to happen regardless because you know your initial it's all energy so if i come at you aggressive you're going to feel that you should be aggressive back you know but if i come at you with Oh wow, you are from here you think like this you talk like this your culture is completely different from mine I have I'm you don't understand where I'm coming from so I have to talk to you a certain way and you know so it's like it's a lot of things that that people don't pay attention to that they should you know the details of actual real life because of being so blinded by uh, the concept of the internet I think Kanye said it one time Kanye was like he was like oh um you know how you watch those movies when you're growing up and all the cars were floating and everything and everything was all crazy like and it was so futuristic and he was like that's the internet He's like, we're 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 there. We're in that, but it's just it's just virtual. Yeah, literally. That's always that's the thing. Like, there's you have these little moments where you see something, you're like, holy fuck, I'm actually in the future. Yeah, those futures that people fantasized about. Yeah, you think about smartphones and you think about the internet and the way we can communicate so quickly and the way of how quick a message can spread. You actually forget that you are in the future that everyone fantasizes over so much and then you think all right so we had so many plans for the future and how the fuck have we we seem to be going backwards man i mean i don't really think of it as going backwards or forward i just think of it as you now i live life in the present right and there's a few things that i fantasize about or things that i that i that i idolize you know i don't really think of things from that perspective but there are some things that i put on my focus board in order to motivate me to continue to do what i want to do with my life you know you have to somewhat psych yourself out there has to be some kind of goal so of course i have goals right but i feel like a lot of people they don't have goals they look to other people and see what their goals are and then be like those are my goals too and that's not necessarily always going to be a good thing depending on what that person who you're looking to for their goals what their goals are and what their intentions are mm. you know what i mean so it's like the land of followers basically it's like who are, who are you following and does this person have your best interest you know and a lot of times when people don't realize that the power of the mind and the power of like subconscious like people putting things into you subconsciously you know what i mean like it's like watching you know someone a police officer kill a black man over and over again the first thing that you're going to do when you see a police officer is feel some type of way about that police officer. And you might come out 
mad aggressive. And that that police officer might actually be a nice guy. He might have, he might be here to, to, to take care of you and make sure you're okay. But because of the media and all these things that regurgitate mm-hmm. this negativity and there's no balance in positivity and negativity, then of course everyone's going to be mad. Of course everyone's going to be upset. Of course everyone's going to be blinded, you know, by all this hatred. But it's like, there's love in the world too, but we don't get to see it because it's not as appealing to us. It's not entertaining, you know? So it's like, it's like if someone writes uh, the concept of shock, shock value, it's like if someone writes a, a write-up about, I don't know, a, a group of people who are tree huggers, and they've served their life to the trees, and they, you know, they do all these amazing things like stop people from destroying forests. And that write-up is not going to get that much attention from a massacre. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, and, the, and the fact that that's the case is that is a large part of why the world is the way that it is. You know, and so how do you combat that? How do you deal with that personally? How do I do it? How do you deal with it? I meditate. <laughs> I mean, I center myself. As I don't I don't understand the concept of allowing someone else's energy to bring me down in any way. Mm-hmm. I try my best not for that to be the case, you know? And so what that does is for me is it if I come to someone with positivity, you know, or I come to someone with realism, then more than likely they're gonna be like, Wow, that was I'm still alive. Wow, that was cool. I felt <laughs> Now my heart beating a little faster, adrenaline hit me. Okay, this is different for me. I should I should do this. This made me feel like a human being. And I learned it from this person who allowed themselves to be open enough to me to for, and vulnerable for me to understand the concept of what that feels like because we've lost the concept of what that feels like, i.e. a text message, you know, like i.e. an email, passive-aggressive email, like all these things, you know. So it's like, no, nah, sometimes... That little instant of emotional reaction, yes, as men, we are very overly aggressive, depending on, you know, what the situation is. But a lot of times, like, if you think about growing up, like, when I, where I grew up at, there's plenty of people that I fought, and I was playing kickball with them the next day. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes that kind of has to happen a little bit, you know, depending on what the situation is, you know. And it's just an animal thing. Mm. It ain't, I don't, it's not really explainable like that. Like, <laughs> you know, the only bad thing about it is, is that... When you when you're a little kid and that happens, you know that's not important. Power is not important to you. Like you don't you. What's important to you is having a good time. Literally, play. Like if you watch little cubs play around the grizzly mom and they rolling around, it's just like literally in us as youth to have that sort of energy and pass yeah, it back and forth. Each other around. Exactly, it's just play, right? Yeah. But once you get older, it's not play anymore. It's it's pride. Yes, and it just gets crazy. So how do you keep that that balance of of I guess this male to female energy, masculine and feminine? I talk about it all the time. I I, I write it, I write about it in all my music. The balance of the two. I did a whole album on it with Melo X called Zulu Guru, you know, because I feel like Guru is more so a feminine trait, nature nurturing and teaching and wanting someone pushing someone to grow, and then Zulu is the protector. You know what I mean? So it's like you know there you have to be both at you know just know when to be what. And that just comes with awareness, like being aware of what something is, you know? It's like, we are not blessed with, you know, it's like we are not blessed with the concept of, it's like a peacock going to look like a peacock, (laughs) you know? Like, 
a green peacock's gonna be a green peacock unless they're albino. But for the most part, oh, you're a peacock. A human and a human, depending on skin pigmentation, somebody might perception of who I am might be completely different. Mm. So I have to know how to come into the situation. Do I come into the situation as a nurturer? Am I gonna be like, hey man, look, I know how you feel is crazy and I'm I'm different, but I there are similar things about me, you know. And we could talk about those things if you'd like. Or do I come into it like, what you want? Depend on what the energy is and what the circumstance is, you know? So, that's just life. Was there ever a time when you were afraid of your feminine energy? Afraid of it? Yeah. I wouldn't say that I was ever afraid of my my feminine energy. I think it was more so what came with it, you know, as far as the machismo, you know, your surroundings. Other men showing their insecurity by talking about why you got a floral shirt on or <laughs> why your shoes pointy for bro like but it's just like oh i understand what it is you haven't found yourself yet and so the fact that you haven't found yourself yet you'd like to just look at something else and belittle it to feel better about the self that you do have right now and I, when i understood that i think i was like 19 or something like that when i understood that then i it took me a, a, a couple of years to grow out of it slowly but surely as far as being worried about what other people thought about me, especially men who are insecure, then I didn't care anymore. And I just do what I want as far as tapping into my feminine side, you know, because it's necessary. You need to be both. I know a lot of people that if you even mentioned anything to, to do with their female energy, they would be like, what? Right. What are you talk like my mentor? He always says I have more female energy than I have male, men- and I do. I do the same reaction. Like, what do you mean? No, I don't. I'm a good balance of both, and he like winds me up like it. But it is a funny thing to. It's to- not a bad thing to be feminine. Nah, not at all. Nah, not at all. It doesn't. It doesn't. It means what that I yeah I could cook and I clean up after myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that you care about people. Yeah, I care about people. I'm compassionate. I don't know. Uh, you know? You know how to communicate. Right. All right. Yeah, it's just, you're not just beating your chest at everything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, sometimes I beat my chest. I ain't gonna lie. I'm Jamaican. I can't help it sometimes, but, you know, but for the most part, I keep it pretty uh, understanding. I keep it pretty open, you know, depending on the effort that's given to me from the other side. That's another thing, you know, the effort. That's important thing. That's important to me. You know, if someone, because a lot of people say they do all these things so hard and they work so hard, but then you see the work and it's not what they said it was because the effort wasn't there. Mm. So it's like, why are you lying? I think that's something that you can always tell when you listen to music or not always. Nah, not always, because perspective is perspective, like I said. So if someone's concept of working hard is not, you work harder just naturally because you've been in it longer, you look at the world a little different, your struggles were a little bit different, then. That it's different but if you know someone's getting over by exaggerating situations you know I think they call it gimmick you know or you know coming yeah. up with different ways for them to look better than they actually are then yeah there's there's something I feel like there's a little something wrong with that you know I feel like it, it is you know I, f- I feel like that's sad that sometimes that's the that's how people do become successful is lie about all these things they have yeah. that they they have that they Small don't have parts of big things yeah. that they kind of make seem a lot bigger than they yeah. are that's like one of my one and only gripes with the industry or just the world in general people who just don't try to be the best oh, no. version of themselves that they can be and stuff and mm-hmm. they just want to get by by doing the absolute minimum right because the, the concept of time is different now everything is fast instant gratification mm. 
you need money, you need fast money, quick hustle. You know, there's no no concept of development. There isn't even like artist development labels anymore. <laughs> like it's not even a thing anymore. Yeah, but it well, even if it is, it like maybe last one single. Oh man, we'll develop you over one single. Yeah, we'll give you a little press run and then. Yeah. Have you ever been involved with labels and stuff? Have I been involved with labels? Yeah. Um, not, not too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not too much. Not too much. Um, I remember when I was like 17, and uh, I think it was like a label that was trying to sign me in Miami at the time. And I wasn't really trying to get signed like that. And um, before I went in, the the guy who was like who was putting everything together told me he was like all right you know what before we go into this meeting you're just a little too smart like so don't you know don't answer certain questions like or don't say too much <laughs> and i was like i'm 17 like that's probably the worst thing to tell a 17 i mean a 17 year old artist true who you know who's it's developing and trying to find himself and wants to convince this world that he right, knows everything exactly too. so it was like you know it's not even a, like a concept of wanting to convince everybody he knows everything. It's just understanding that I would like to express how passionate I am about something. Yeah, yeah. And the deeper I get about something, then you know how deep my passion lies. So if you're telling me not to be passionate in an art that's supposed to be based on passion, then I'm confused about it. So I've, you know, I've had my, you know, my experiences with labels, but not, not crazy. You mentioned earlier, I can't remember the exact st- uh, sentence that you said, but you mentioned something that you receive from the other side what is the other side as far as what you mean we're talking about should have remembered it i usually have a pen and paper just to write down good (laughs) we were like um what i can't remember what we were talking about it's on my energy transfer it was just before it was just the last thing we spoke about and you said that i think maybe we're talking about effort you were saying Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. some of it is what you receive from the other side as well as the effort that you put in So I want to just explore on that other side that you speak about. I mean, it's like the concept of uh, cycles or yin and yang or even like recycling. You know, it's just like if somebody gives me, somebody makes me, let's say, a table and they put their heart and soul into this table that they built from scratch they designed it everything did all the all the labor for it all the measurements everything they put and they give me this table and i have the table for a long amount of time right as a gift and i give the table to somebody else and now they have the table for a long amount of time as a gift and then they can give that table to somebody else but if somebody makes a table and they're like yeah just put it something together let's just give them a gift let's make them this little table makes it twice as fast not good as products. Design's not as well good. Not as taking much time to make the design of the table. And they give me the table, and I go to give it to somebody else, and they get the table. And they're like, "Man, I get that table you gave me broke. <laughs> why you why you gave me a broken? Why you gave me a messed up table? That's it, pretty much, you know. So, if you give me a shirt and the shirt is super well made, and I wear the shirt, and I give, I'm like. I'm done with this shirt. It's cool. I, I rocked it. I give somebody else the shirt. And they get compliments from the shirt, too. As soon as they call me, they'll be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm glad you gave me that shirt. Good looks, bro, because I've been doing my thing in this shirt. I appreciate you. Transfer of effort and energy. It's like the whole concept, you know, and that's pretty much life. Like, 
if you give somebody compassion and care and love or you in any form material or or something that you want to teach them and you put your soul into it and you give it to them they could give it to somebody else and they could give it to somebody else and you're spreading positivity naturally like just that's what energy is Mm. but if you teaching me something that's wrong or based on negativity or based on your insecurity and i go around with that and harbor that and then i go and teach somebody else that then all we're doing is spread negativity you know so it's it's pretty um it's pretty much what life is where do you think ideas come from um when i think about ideas i feel like Ideas come from literally, literally opening your eyes. It's not even about the idea. It's about being able to document the idea when it comes. And then being able to grow out the idea and then execute the idea and still have it kind of somewhat close to what the natural feeling of when you first thought of it was. Mm. That's what it is, really. It's that, it's that process of carrying something out. It's like, because you could think of, people think of crazy things all the time, but they don't lock it down nowhere. They don't go, okay, nah, I got to lock that in. That's, that was amazing. You know, they don't have the confidence behind the idea. So, you know, there's plenty of things in this world that probably could be better if somebody just was more confident in themselves. And I think preparation is, is key with it as well. Yeah, that's well. what I'm saying. The process, yeah. Exactly. It's like a musician will work his whole life up to be good enough to get to the point where he can hear something and recreate that to the exact same standard. Right. Yeah, preparation has, I mean, everything to do with everything. You know, that's the whole concept of passion. That's what passion is to me. Like, if I prepare something, it's because I care about it. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And if I, if, if, I, if I develop an idea, it's because I believed in the idea and I care about, seeing it through enough because I know what it could do to, you know, being able to envision something doing good, you know. That's like when we were talking about fantasizing about getting money and going back to Jamaica or something. I don't fantasize about that. I fantasize about developing something that could help a large amount of people. Like, I fantasize about people, like, listening to my music and actually, like, being able to talk to the person, their loved one, and explain themselves and express themselves in a way where they can learn and understand each other better. That's what I fantasize about, like, Things that I can actually impact, not necessarily like comfort. No. <laughs> Where does your love for love come from? Um, being alive, because love is life, and life is love, and they're the same thing. People always think that love. They romanticize the word love, and they think it's this one thing. You know, this one-sided like concept of like happily ever after, or like you know, Forever. like yeah. And you know, that's not really my perspective on what love. Is you know, love is actually life. It's everything. It's development. It's compromise. It's understanding when something needs to be confronted and dissected and learned. It's being able to educate the people around you about what you've confronted and dissected and learned. It's about being able to say when you're wrong about something and not having an issue with that or not feeling less of yourself because you had to say you made a mistake. You know, it's about a lot of a lot of things that come with actually trying to live a lifestyle that is beneficial to the people, not only you, but the people around you. 
you know and it's just you can't it's hard to sustain love is also like doubt love is also all these other things you know what i mean but it's the confrontation that comes it's like actually being able to acknowledge these things like damn i feel i'm feeling less of myself why is that oh because these last three gigs i was supposed to get i didn't get them why didn't i get them oh because i haven't been focused on why wasn't i focused oh because there's this girl oh who's this girl you know what i mean like that's love like you know it's that's just what it is it's what else is there to really talk about what kind of if you're looking for a relationship what kind of love are you looking for i don't i don't think all right what kind of love would you accept i feel like like i said effort that's it you know and even if it's like effort in being able to explain yourself effort in being able to take make a sacrifice to do something or you know effort in being able to tell someone that you care about that the time that you have right now is not for them and you and you need it to do something else just effort respect honesty like you know that's i mean because this world is so this world's crazy man this world is really crazy you know it's really crazy so you can't go into anything with expectation with a lot of expectation and i feel that's what happens in relationships it's like you expect all these things that you're not how can you expect something from somebody else that you would never do for that person because you have your own priorities and your own goals to accomplish it's like it doesn't make any sense and then be mad at that person because they didn't give it to you it's like that doesn't make sense to me and that's what a lot of i feel like that's what happens in a lot of relationships you know the concept of expectation and lack of effort those the combination of the two is toxic and people walk around can't stand somebody else because in a moment where they wanted that person to be selfless, where they would never be selfless, that person didn't give it to them, and the world is over now. And I just don't understand that, you know. And I don't live life like that. I don't. I don't want to be around people like that, you know. And that's no offense to anybody, you know. It's just I'd prefer to just be honest in the moment when it comes. And I prefer to if I if I don't want to give effort in the moment, and you get mad at me because I can't, because I'm and I'm giving you specific reasons why I don't want to do it. There's nothing we can, there's nothing else to talk about you know because you, you expected something from me and i'm and i'm sorry that i couldn't give you what you expected when i you know what i mean so it's just like yeah i don't romanticize about that uh, i used to when i was younger you know when i was in high school and stuff i would romanticize about that you know with women and that's because you just have to base your whole shit off of everything you've seen in films and songs and shit yeah. you listen to like jagged edge or yeah or joe or r kelly or someone for and you sure have these for sure the way the way that things are portrayed to you when you were younger yeah, these and the things that you don't learn or don't come into play until you have to, have to face them and experience them yourself that's definitely one of the main contributions to my perspective you know i i'm i'm more so passionate about passionate people you know i'm more prone to falling in love with somebody who would never love a human more than they love what they love mm. that's more appealing to me yeah it's way more appealing to me and that's I don't know. That's what I've grown to understand is better, you know, because that person's only expectations is what they have on themselves, you know, and maybe they might be upset with someone initially for not doing something they expected because of a natural thing, you know, that you're trying to kick, you know, from what society teaches you. But like, it's just like, it's just like when you find someone who understands life at that level too then of course you have no 
you want to spend time with that person. You want to see what else they are interested in and what else they find appealing and what they don't find appealing. Like you have no no real like you have no other real reason to be on the planet you know to, but other than to reproduce and be stimulated right those are like the two things right and stimulation comes from challenge and new aspects and new ways to look at the world and like different perspective and new new cultures and tasting different foods and you know it's all these things so if you find someone who is stimulated in that sense too then it's great but you know <laughs> that's you know that's who knows earlier we touched on art and memory what memories do you want people to have when they when they think about your art and your output um i mean i would like it very much if just like how the music that i makes the music that i make is a documentation of my life it would be great if you know i was just an aspect of their memories as well you know i don't have to fuel the conversation or you know i don't want all of the attention but <laughs> you know damn, i remember this song that was the time that i first told you how i really felt because i didn't really know how to do it and then i would listen to the song repeat and i was like he did it <coughs> you know setting to be able to set an example is like i don't know i was I think that's a cool thing, you know, to to instill some sort of knowledge and instill some sort of positivity and confidence in somebody enough where they can be themselves to the truest level. I think that's what I look for the most when I create something and give it to the world, you know. It's, I like when people stop me and tell me, hey, man, your album, Beauty Creator, saved my marriage. I don't know what that means. I've never been married. Somebody said that. Yes, yeah, plenty of times. But I've, I have no idea what it means. I've never been married. But the fact that that someone feels like that enough to express it to me, I mean, I'm, I must have. You know what I mean? I must have had something to do uh, with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, I, I think that's the thing for me is um, being able to like teach, you know, and, and, and instill things that I learn into people that I feel somebody else taught me or I, I learned from a specific culture that wasn't necessarily exposed to them, you know, like opening eyes to certain things, you know. Who teaches you? I, I mean, I think... It's not necessarily a specific person. I just, you know, it's, it's, it's a series of things that come my way and a, a series of conversations that I've had or, or people that I've been around also with, you know, combined with the books I've read and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I read a lot of things of like, I read a lot of poetry, you know, but I find in poetry, you know, you have to come up with your own vision of what someone's trying to express because it's so poetic you know so many different colors so many different visuals you know so if going from that to like i don't know listening to philosophers like alan watts you know what i mean and and like men of that stature who express themselves at all level and had no filter and say whatever they want to say even if it seemed crazy in the moment that they said it you know i i, I find that appealing and I, and I understand especially if it's fueled by love and trying to help people grow that's you know that's what's necessary you know and i definitely you know I, I definitely look to the east like you know a lot of you know the japanese culture there's a lot of things in that culture as far as like balancing out and the concept of minimalism and all these things that they can help too you know and then i'm jamaican so it's like rastafarianisms in there it's like so many different things in in it you know and it just becomes my own you know i don't know how else to live my life i can't base anything on one specific thing you know, I can't. 
distracted now. I can't, it's all good. I can't think of the next question. Don't worry about it. How important is collaboration? It's one of the in, most important. In art and just for life in general. It's one of the most important. Because collaborating is the ultimate way of learning. This is like when you play the team sport. You got better if everyone on your team was really good and you actually listened to what they had to say. You were collaborating on the court. So you learned more things about who you were, how good you were at your game, what you need to work on. It, it puts things in perspective mm. for you. So if I'm in the studio and I'm working with a producer and his work, working process or creative process is completely different from mine and it's a little bit more efficient, I'm going to learn what's efficient about it. And he's gonna, and mine is a little bit more creative from, than his. He's going to see what he can apply to, to his. So what we're doing is we're making stuff better for both of us. You know, that's the concept of sharing. And, and Have you always been open to that notion or was it hard at first to kind of open up and let no, I've, people I play team sports. I play yeah. team sports, so I'm open to a lot of things. Well, coming from a sports background as well, mm -hmm. it's a lot different when you go into art territory. Oh, most definitely. Because the I, same shit that makes you feel great in art is the same shit that gets you mocked on the court or on the pitch. I, yeah, for sure, but I did both at the same time Yeah, most of my life. So I, I've always been balanced in those senses, so it's yeah. different. You know, If you do sports and then you decide to do something different after, then it's a, it's a little harder transition. Mm. You know, And that's, that's the dangerous thing about being a kid and being only focused on one thing really, really hard. You, know, you become a prodigy at it, but that doesn't necessarily mean you know how to live every other aspect of life. You know? and, but growing up for me, it's like I hung with the athletic kids. I hung with the nerdy kids. I hung with the weird kids like me i hung with the the musical kids who just sang all day you know what i mean like i was i'm open to i've always been open to seeing and learning from other people's interests and seeing how i can apply it to whatever i do you know that's that's how you become better you know so is this how the romantic movement started somewhat yeah i started the romantic movement yeah it was <laughs> i feel like it was more so about In New York, you know, it's a little different from the West Coast as far as camaraderie and how saturated it is, you know. And so the support f that you get from your peers. So is that to say that it's so saturated that there's less camaraderie because everyone's just on top of each other? It's so saturated that there's more sense of that everyone is <laughs> against you. Yeah. You know, because... It's really small city with a lot of people stacked on top of each other. You get on the subway train, you see mad people all the time. Sometimes they stressed out about their job. They bump into you. You walk around stressed out now, like the concept of energy. So it's like 200 people going for the same energy. I just tried to develop something that was more so about transferring positive energy between people who are like-minded, of the same generation, looked at the world the same way, you know, and, and wanted to see the world, too, you know, and had these dreams of actually experiencing life in a way where... It wasn't like everybody else around us mm. and trying to build that out so that's pretty much it's kind of reminiscent of like the warhol basquiat days mm -hmm. basement bands and, and those type of yeah parties just, just building some sort of community amongst people who are like-minded which is the best way to develop something the best if you think of all the if you think of even if you think of actors they came out of they came out of a community like came out of something like oh he was doing all these movies yeah Russia like Pro they all did all the b movies and c movies together and shit. yeah and you and then you go oh now they all doing 
it came out of something where they saw each other or people who worked as hard as they worked and tried as hard as they tried in the passion that they had, but for nothing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm not the only one. <laughs> okay, cool. Then I know to keep going, you know? So that's pretty much the concept of community, and I, and I appreciate it, and, and especially art community, you know? So I appreciate that more than anything, because creativity brings people together naturally. You know, so but if you plan the creativity, you know, and everyone's already like masters at what they do, it's monstrous. You know, mm-hmm. crazy things can come out of that. You know, I've had the most enlightening conversations with people who are like minded in a community that well, we knew it was a community. So we were able to be our true selves all the way and say something that could influence or impact somebody who never would have said it if we didn't if they thought we were, what we said was going to be crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's just like. Being able to be around that is, as an artist, is probably like very beneficial, you know. Do you think that that can be replicated on a digital platform like social media? I mean, there could be an attempt to do so, but social media is more so attention based, right? So it's like everyone says something and they say it because they want you to give them attention in that moment. Yeah, it's not necessary. You can't necessarily tell how genuine that statement was made how what it was actually actually made for yeah. you know because you can't see it you can't feel feel somebody or see tears dropping from someone's eyes when they say something really heartfelt online and stuff like that it's not it's not unless really, they post a video unless they post in videos right yeah. and even still videos with no one in the room with you sure you can do whatever you want <laughs> you know so it's really about that personal contact with somebody that then you can know what somebody's about mm-hmm. plenty of people meet me in person and go wow i would never think you were like this but they should have known that you're exactly like this because i mean they should know but perception is perception you know yeah. that you don't know until you get somebody's energy you know you go, like, oh wow this person's really intelligent or wow this person's perspective i kind of agree with some stuff i never that's why people tour that's why artists travel and meet who their fans are and do concerts because when the artist is met like when people meet me they're like, oh, i like you even more i'm now i'm gonna tell everybody to listen to you you know it's just the concept of that like campaigning is the same thing you know and you can't campaign all the way online and it'd be a genuine because as soon as you let's say you stop posting stuff and then three months later you say you have a concert those people who are looking for that attention to give you that attention that you've been get, they went to go give it to somebody, somebody else else's show. They went to go give it to somebody else. You got to go see the people. If you don't see them or if you don't have no real connection with them, it's not re- it's it's very fleeting, you know? And it's, everything is such like in a digital space that when you actually see someone in real life, it means like three, four yeah, times more yeah. than it would Well, have. in Europe, well, for sure. For way more really? appreciative. Yeah, in other aspects of the other parts of the world, of course. People who work hard or, or got get to some level of stardom or superstardom, they are valued more in the states. It's, it's a little, it's a little different. It's a little different from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different. You know, if you're not objectified, if you're not looked at as a sexual object in the states, it's people aren't gonna go, oh my god, wow, you've done so. You know, it does that. But you know, you've done so much for music. People don't say stuff <laughs> like that. Like <laughs> they go, wow, you're the guy who's dates Rihanna. You know, that's that's what True. you get. What I'm saying like True. it's a little different. I go, but if I go to South Africa and I go to a radio station and they're like, you know, 
where anywhere in America they would go, oh, you know, we're selling these tickets online, and whoever calls in to win these Drake tickets, all you have to do to win is tell me who he's dating right now. That's what would happen here. And in South Africa, it would go, oh, we're selling these Drake tickets online right now. Um, whoever calls in and tells me when the apartheid was ended, <laughs> then you could get the tickets. Yeah. Completely different. So it depends on where you are geographically on the map. Most times in America, as a black artist, it's harder for you to be intelligent and not objectified as a sexual object to be listened to. But if I'm a black artist and I go to Tokyo, because of what I mean to music and what I've done, regardless of sexuality or anything of that nature, or anything from a false appealing point of view, then I'm appreciated and valued regardless. Like, if I go out right now and I start dating a celebrity, I'm a superstar. True. I'm a superstar. But if I go out right now and I write a, a whole album about true love and self-love and self-growth and I, that's all I talk about in my interviews, no one wants to hear that. Who am I? I don't date anybody. I don't, I'm not, I don't walk around with a whole bunch of jewelry on. I'm, not, I'm in a flashy car. I like to walk. I like bicycles. Who am I? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? And that's that's the sad thing about the entertainment. Of there are people who get through, but they have to do both. Do you feel like that's what's happened to you? Or that that's what will happen to you? Nah, I don't feel like that. I feel like if I desired certain things in life as an artist, then that would be what would happen to me. But since my list of things that I care about in this world have or if you put my list next to another artist list who made the same kind of music I made or was a black artist who wrote different songs, it would be it probably would be different. You know what I mean? So you know, every like I said, everything is compromised, right? It's like how much do you love something? How much are you willing to compromise to gain what you desire for yourself? I just literally put my desires in a different down a different road. My my mine are different. You know, and I'm not not to say that I don't think about those other desires. Of course I think about them because I see them. You know, and everything seems so appealing, but then I know the truth as well because I'm living the life style. Like, I'm around it. So, at first it looks good, and then after a while, you're like, mm. you know, it's like meeting a girl who's super bad, like bad as fuck, like amazing. She's gorgeous. Everybody wants her. Everybody wants to talk to her. And she comes, she talks to you, right? And you're like, wow, this amazing girl's talking to me. And then three hours, four hours, five hours later, you realize she's just talking about herself. She's not asking you any questions about anything about you. And she doesn't, and she doesn't care. She just came to just be next to you. Because she knows that being next to you, if somebody sees her next to you, then she's of importance. Not there to give you anything. It's the same same concept kind of it's kind of messed up but it's life like because there are exceptions where there is an amazingly beautiful bad bad as fuck woman who comes to you and goes you know what i speak 10 languages i've been to these places you should read these books you should watch these movies have you ever heard of this poet you're like no i haven't i'm like damn all right well (laughs) (laughs) uh what you doing tomorrow (laughs) and the next day exactly and then that's cool and that and then in music sometimes that happens sometimes in music there are people that i'm like damn should i work with that person i don't know man their lifestyle a little different like from perception wise and i go in the studio and i sit down with them i'm like what you reading oh um celestial prophecies i'm like you read celestial prophecies i just read that book three times like (laughs) it's like oh wow and then i learn how they are able to balance the two and live the lifestyle, you know, based on what they desire for themselves and how they're able to stay spiritual at the same time and stay grounded and centered in themselves. Mm. And I'm like, all right, cool. 
all right, I should keep going. But would, would the ideal level of compromise be zero percent though? No. No. Isn't that true love? Like not willing to compromise for what? Nah, that's that's pride. I guess so. Yeah. Pride. Love is malleable. It bends true. in many ways. It definitely bends. So yeah, zero compromise is not necessarily the best way. You know, because yeah, you I won't guess, learn. You won't learn like that. You it's a hundred percent of what you think yeah. you want, and usually that's completely different to what you actually need. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, you know. So that's pride. I'm cool on. I'm cool on pride in certain aspects. I'm prideful with certain things, and I check myself. But for the most part, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, if I made a mistake, I made a mistake. What's the first step in being able to swallow your pride? Where does that come? A lot of see people don't the, ever see there. everything you can gain from doing so. Yeah. <laughs> literally look past it what's the bigger picture here if i just say i was wrong then this happens and this person respects me more than this person might be like oh yeah i remember that time that that went down with y'all but he came and said he was wrong oh i should give him a chance all these opportunities open up but if you're wrong and you stay wrong if you stay a liar in a circle that knows you're a liar nobody's talking to you until you go to somebody and go i lied my bad. This is why I lied. It's connected to all these things. And everybody else goes, hey, man, he kind of told me he, he want to lie no more. Like, everybody's going to try to help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what you would hope. You know, to some degree, at least. Or you learn something and move out of that and not be a liar in another circle. Like, you know, you learn from it. Regardless. Yeah. When are you going to drop a new project? How far out are you? Um, I'm close. Yeah. What's 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 the final steps? Um, is it letting go of what you hoped it was? The creative process is a crazy thing, man. It's a crazy thing, man. It's like you get in this mindset where things become to be surreal, you know. When you and especially when you're coming to the end of something, and it's not necessarily like you're not ready to give it to people yet. It's like when I give this away, I'm going to want to do this whole thing all the way over again. I'm going to want to experience the same thing. It's like, it's a weird drug, you know? And so what I do is, is when I'm coming to the end of it, most times I already have perceived what I'm going to do next. Like I already know what I'm going to, like I know what my next two albums are going to start from. Yeah. I know where I'm coming from, like what I want to say, at least, you know? So when I get to the end of a project, like especially like with a project like Bartholomew that was really... Is a it's like the most personal in a literal sense I've ever been. Like I've been personal but very a lot of coding in my songwriting. You yeah. know, there's a lot of things you have to break down and but in this one it was more so, you know, me finding out who I was and who I am and naming him somebody else so it would be easier for me to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially the kind of artist that I'm viewed as in the world of where my fan base lies. It's like they look for me to be this thing, you know, or say these things. And it's like I'm that for sure. But then I can't continue to say those things if I don't say these things and get that off me too. You know, mm. I can't lose concept of reality. You know, I need to be able to balance all the way across. So that's pretty much what this project has been on a psychological level for me. It's really, you know, it's not and it's really not that deep. You know, but it is for me to be able to n not be that deep and still connect with not only me, but people who listen, who have listened to it thus far that wouldn't necessarily like my music 
before and that I know they don't, you know? And they <laughs> like, I like your live stuff, man, but, you know, like, what's blinded by the tone of you? I feel the truth is known. What that mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to like it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like being able to, that's the compromise aspect. It's like, I love people, you know? I love people. And I, I want to impact with the people who look at me in a light where they're interested, but they're like, he's still a little different. I don't know. Like I, they, they, if anybody needs it, they kind of, they need balance. You know, I like trap music, but I don't want to just listen to just <laughs> trap, you know, and <laughs> drug abuse. And I'm going to shoot this person and kill this person. Like, I felt like that before being angry and being in experiences that have made me feel like that. So I know where that comes from. But I also know what love feels like. I also know what it feels like to get on a train in Tokyo. You know what I mean? Like, I know what it feels to, to feel very small. I know what it feels like to be in Russia. Like, it's like these things where it's like people who I care about, they don't know what it feels like. And I can't, if I express it this kind of way, they're never going to be able to connect or want to experience it. But if I express it this kind of way, then they might be able to do it or might think it's more possible than ever, you know? And that's the main important thing for me, like, is to let people know that look like me and that don't necessarily think it's possible to feel like it's possible. That's it. And anything. I even write songs about that little things like trying to get a girl. Like I, I was my one of my biggest songs, Morris. It's literally about me, my senior year, trying to talk to this girl that I was trying to talk to. That I, I just wasn't brave enough. And she liked me. And I just, just like, she out my league. I, was, I don't know why I feel like this. <laughs> because all the other guys I was trying to get at her were just... These amazing musicians and these and but she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself yet. She was a Morris. I was like, all right, well, cool. If if you like me, then let me let me put it on. Let me show you what I'm really about. <laughs> like, you know. So, I mean, that's what life is, man. Like encouragement. You know what I mean? In any way, you could be you could be you can encourage someone by showing them the most weakest side of you, the most vulnerable side, and they'd be, damn, you really told me that, like. Let me think about some stuff about me I, I don't tell myself Like if you could tell me that what, what don't I admit to myself As a human being That I need to admit In order to grow And actually give good to this world You know what I mean So it's like That's how I, I mean, That's how I look at creating Anything that I do Not only You know Not only the music I make But down to designing stuff Down to Writing scripts I don't know Whatever I find interesting Poetry Painting If I paint something I don't care I, I, There has to be some sort of Connectivity based off of that And realism You know Because this world is So full of Fraudulence So full of fraudulence You know And the only thing I can know to do it To to fight against it Is to be real In it I don't know how else To do anything I don't It's nothing else I could really do You know But be me Yeah it would be a perfect place to end the episode, but it feels wrong to not come in and just talk about women <laughs> <laughs> for like a short amount of time. At least, at least it would be doing them a disservice <laughs> to not have you talk about women. Where do we even start? Shot a documentary on women. Interviewed 300 women from the ages of 17 to 65, and I shot for four years. I'm still kind of shooting now. And I asked them all the same 10 questions and I traveled around the world. So everywhere I've been in the past five years, I've interviewed at least one woman. So Toronto, DC, New York, Atlanta, Miami, San Francisco, LA, 
Milan, Rome. I feel like we're about to go around the whole globe. Barcelona. <laughs> just other places. <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah, and I asked them all the same 10 questions. Africa, South Africa, West Africa. Yeah. Is it finished? Um, I haven't completed the documentary, no. But, I mean, I'm getting closer. I don't, I don't, like, I don't feel like you should put time limits on documentaries. I feel like, you know, you shoot until you yeah. you want. That yeah. making a murderer documentary was shot over like 12 years exactly. or some shit. You know, like most times documentaries are you know, 20 years in, in yeah. the making. And Good stuff ones like that. anyway. Yeah, exactly. So at first I was like trying to rush to put it out because it's inspired by my last album, Love Apparatus. I came up with the questions like that. But then I was like, it's bigger than just an album. It's bigger than just this moment in time. You know what I mean? And some of these women have trained so fast in three years that in 10 years they're going to be completely different from who they are and i just you know even as a service to them they get to see themselves at that age in a light where you know they're vulnerable and express themselves on a level where they probably wouldn't to most men because men don't really ask the questions they need to ask sometimes to really learn somebody you know so yeah what have you learned the most from the documentary from the post process and the actual film you're making i mean just the uh, just the understanding and being able to try to trying to express that we are just different like men and women are just different you know and i don't think women can grasp that and i don't think men can grasp that so you know to women who are jaded or have experienced negative things with men they just feel like all men are like that and it's you know men are just dogs you know or whatever the case they want whatever they want to call you and then <laughs> women we men go you know women are crazy but we don't have babies we don't we don't know what it feels like to have a period or a pms or to sink with the moon or man, some shit we don't know anything <laughs> about that world you know so it's like they're actually not wrong for feeling how they feel and, and expressing especially if you think about the history of women like women oppression in history in the bible in everything it's fucked up bro it's so fucked up you know so I, i'm getting choked up and shit nah but like seriously like it's really fucked up you know i even wrote a song i wrote a song called no worries on bartholomew and a line in the song i said uh you're the type to want to co-write over the bible so all the women would win i always thought that even you would be the coolest of friends you know and i wrote and i that inspired me to write a line in my script where i talk about where it's this dialogue between a man and a woman who are lovers and he and she's like he's asking her questions and he says do you really feel like eve was really ride or die for adam do you really feel like that's what it was or her being the first woman on the planet and him being the first man on the planet if we're going to go by biblical structures right if that's the case you don't think she was like damn god this this is my only choice that could have been it too and he could have said the same thing you know what i mean but and then who's to blame she she bites the forbidden fruit it's like come on <laughs> let's be real like you came out a woman <laughs> you know what i mean the man who wrote the bible came out a woman i don't everybody who came out a woman like women came out of women you know what i'm saying so I, I i don't know if i agree with all those things all the way and so i try to keep that in mind when i'm you know in relations with a woman of any any light you know and i understand the concept of when to be submissive and when not to be submissive you know, there needs to be an understanding of the two and respect, you know, never to be disrespectful, never to be, especially not to a woman. No, you know, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm actually sat here like, fuck, I really want to watch this shit now. Uh. Fuck. No, yeah. I'm 
slightly. Oh, you might have to wait like five years, bro. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> ten until they're the old enough to go back. The album's coming out soon, though. All right, all right, I'll take that. I need to think of my last question. How do I want to wrap this up? Don't put too much pressure on yourself, man. I was already done <laughs> every week. Fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm not going to force it. You shouldn't. I'm not going to force it. I don't think you it. should. I feel like we've said a lot of things that were very impactful and inspirational. We'll wrap it up with an episode two in five years. I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> My brother. Respect, bro. Thank you, man. All right, man. No doubt.